While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Scott Lang could be anywhere on a Friday night, but he but chose with to be us. here with us, and he's we do appreciate and that. And you, if you want to give us a call at 508-996-0500, or message us on the WBSM app chat. So, what's on your mind, Mayor Lang? We talked about the local elections, the sheriff's race. We've talked about the national elections. You know, who might be a, a good presidential candidate for the Democrats in 2024? For people who might not know, uh, you know, Mayor Lang does have... Uh, national experience with um, you know campaign strategy and campaigning at the uh, for for the Democrats. He's a lifelong Democrat uh, as an elected official and as a strategist and as an attorney. So, wh- what else is on your mind? I, I think nothing. Would you? Were you just talking to me? Right, so here's what I want to say. Thanks, Marcus. I appreciate that. Um, I, I want to just mention Veterans Day because that's been on my mind all day. Right. And it's been on my mind because uh, w- w- as far as I'm concerned, we live in the greatest country in the world. And our uh, generations from the very beginning that anyone stepped foot in the United States of America uh, has been called to preserve our freedom at one point or another. And those generations uh, gave, you know, everything. In some cases, their lives, their families gave everything, uh, supporting them. And today we had another great celebration in this area, greater New Bedford area. I mean, every local city and town had great parades today. Uh, this started, the, the Veterans Day is a, is a tremendously uh, important holiday, I think, because you, you give thanks to the people who have uh, served and preserved freedom. This started uh, the other night with the Veteran Transition House having its Veteran of the Year. Oh, yeah. 27th uh, Veteran of the Year that they've named. And um, that was Rebecca Mann. Uh, she was in the Army. She had a, uh, 
a very serious injury, and it led eventually to a uh, w, double amputation of her uh, uh, lower legs. Uh, she is uh, rehabbed to the point where she is a tremendous sled hockey player, not only a player but right. a coach, a national player, uh, contributes a tremendous amount of time working with other vets and also at the t- same time with uh, support dogs. She had her support wow. dog with her, which was a golden or actually yellow, I'm sorry, yellow uh, lab the other night named Sully. And the entire uh, evening was completely uplifting. It was the vets from our area as well as uh, people who, family members who turn out to honor the vet of the year. So that's sure. how it kicked off. And today's parade, uh, and I know many, many people uh, throughout our area attended parades today. Uh, the rain held up, thank goodness. And uh, in New Bedford, we had a great parade that kicks off from Buttonwood Park down Union Street, made a quick turn onto County and then down William Street because of the, I don't know, four or five year construction going on in Union <laughs> Street. Right. No, wh- who said that? All right, but not good. And uh, diverted down uh, uh, William Street, which is a great, you know, to the center of the uh, City Hall Plaza. The parade, though, had the Dartmouth High School Band, the Dartmouth Middle School Band, fantastic. The New Bedford Band, which is building itself back, did a great job. I'm very proud of all those kids. One of the largest ROTC and the oldest ROTC program in the country, marching from New Bedford High. Every one of those kids in perfect step, everyone looking to the future. It had uh, our delegation it had our legislative delegation it had our city council it had our mayor it had uh representatives of every different armed forces as well as of all vets as well as contemporary members it had boy scouts girl scouts everything that you would want in a parade to make you proud of your city including a real veteran in 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 representative schmidt absolutely oh yeah no no doubt so so I, I thought, you know, all day long I've been thinking, my first, I'll just tell you quickly, my first parade was a Memorial Day parade with my grandfather, who was a pre-World War I Army soldier um, who was uh, disabled at mm-hmm. a certain point. And the only person that I know who ever said he wanted to go to the, uh, the old soldier's home and went. Really? Oh, yeah. No, my, yeah. my grandfather retired to the old soldier's home. But he took when he took me uh, to see a parade when I was uh, five, six, uh, in that time frame, he took me to the Memorial Day parade, and uh, he wore his army uniform, mm-hmm. and it was creased. My grandmother had creased it as if it, he was going to march in the parade himself. All right. And he stood there uh, with, a, with a poppy in his, uh, you know, in his lapel, saluting the entire time with his flap-over hat on, right. and... Uh, you know, and if I had said, hey, Grandpa, can we leave now? He would look at me like, you know, this is like the equivalent of church. We're right. going nowhere exactly. until this is done, right? Um, my dad, you know, was a vet. My uncle, all my uncles, all right. the people, everybody my age knows that in your neighborhood, uh, just about every single family was uh, was a military family. Every single person had gone and served in either right. World War One or World War Two. Korea, um, Vietnam had not obviously started at that point when right. I was a kid. But um, so I think about Veteran Day, uh, Marcus, and I'm glad you asked me that because that, that's something that weighs every 11-11, uh, 
you know, is, is a day that I think is, is a really important day. When I was uh, in public service, I would come to the radio station and it would either be uh, Chris or later Chris, uh, Ken, uh, Phil, uh, Evan. Right. Uh, on Veterans Day, a veteran, yeah. and they, and they would they would broadcast from the military museum right. many times, and it's a tremendous celebration. It's no less now. It is as important now as it ever was. Clark family was there. I want to say just one other thing. Yes. Bob Clark passed away. Bob I just Clark heard that he just great died. great guy. I'm really I'm talking about guy. great guy. The, for, let's start. Okay, can we name some great guys? Yeah, Bob Clark. Right. I mean, so I'm not talking about anything other than just a great guy, great person. Family, his wife, Betty, great uh, person. Sons are tremendous. Sons are heroes in our yep. city, right? Absolutely. So, oh. so Jim, Tommy Clark, Jim Dan, Dan, and Dan, Peter. I ran into yeah, Dan Peter. LeBlanc. He was just telling me about him and, Dan, and them. I was going to mention Dan. Dan's yeah. book, Deck House, yep. fantastic. If you don't know much, uh, you should read Deck House about his experience in Vietnam. Dan I saw LeBlanc. Dan the other night at the, at the Veterans uh, yeah. uh, of the Year Award, him and his wife and, and a number of uh, different people and Everyone was talking about the loss of Bob Clark, but right. yeah. Bob has brought up kids who all served in the military, yes. all, all as as Bob did, um, and then also uh, and not two just served, the fire I mean, really served. No, no, like like down right. into the middle of it, like right. into the in, real the belly, combat veteran, the belly of the whale, right? right. Yeah. And Tom is lieutenant colonel now, deployed. Yep, uh, was former school committee member. You, Tom Clark, great great young man. Uh, think seven grandkids oh, you know bob uh left and right. it's it's a big loss for our community he he bell telephone system uh collector of of antiques of all kind but specifically uh antique cards and antique telephone trucks yes so so it's it's uh so that's what i've been thinking about you know just different people and all the different vets who've passed away along the way they've gotten to know all the heroes in, in our lives. So, um, I always think of, um, oh man, the uh, Camara, right? Joey Camara, who, who mm-hmm. I served with Joey Camara. Then he transferred to another unit, went, went, went to the Persian Gulf and got killed. Um, who was a police officer, New Bedford right. police officer. And um, there's a field name for him. Um, and his memorial is down at Tabor yeah. on the hill overlooking the water. Yeah, just a really, really nice guy. But right now, um, as an example, we have a far, uh, an Akushta police officer, uh, Nate Turgeon, uh, Hank Turgeon's son. He's deployed right now to the Middle East. Uh, the seven seven two military police company, my old unit. So you're going to say a prayer there. for all, all uh, our kids I, who are deployed. I was just, I was just thinking while you guys were talking about people who had served in Vietnam, we talked about Dan LeBlanc who sacrificed, I would say, a great deal over there in Vietnam. I, yes. I was thinking about, you know, there's a newer generation of, of veterans uh, from, like, the Iraq and Afghanistan wars, like, you know, my friend John Freeman, who was a Marine and served overseas. We think about Connor Matthews, who's a uh, UFC fighter, and his, right. his brother is chair of the select board in Freetown. Um, and and there's, like, a whole new generation of people. He does the Air Force rescues. Real serious <laughs> stuff. Yeah, real serious when, stuff. When, when something goes down, these are the guys, you don't even think about it. Yeah. The Air Force Special Forces guys who go in and get the pilots back. Yeah. Right, right. That's what Connor does. So I yeah. also should make a, a, a shout-out to Nelson Oster guy who... Yeah, he was with you for who, many yeah, years. Tremendous, tremendous guy. And I know Nelson's down in the weather a little bit, but... Um, just tremendous veteran. I mean, heroes in, in, in my life. And the right. guys today, the kids today, say a prayer for them and their families. I think that, so that, I'm glad you asked me that because that, that's uh, something that has to be said today. Uh, we can talk about politics. There wouldn't be no politics without, you know, the people oh, right. who serve in the military. That's right. right. 
uh, we wouldn't it wouldn't get up tomorrow, and it's going to be nice out. Have a normal day. Hopefully tomorrow, everyone will get out after the rain. If it wasn't for the people who uh, serve us in the military, we we wouldn't uh, have the same life. So that's what I was thinking about, Marcus. I'm glad you asked me that. So, um, do you want to take a break, and we'll uh, yeah. we'll come back. Let's take a break. Fourteen twenty WBSM. Welcome back. Welcome back to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus Farrow. He's Chris McCarthy, and we're here with former New Bedford Mayor Scott Lang, former New Bedford Mayor and uh, Democratic Party strategist uh, Scott Lang. So, Mayor Lang, um, we were talking a little bit about Biden. We were talking a little bit about his cabinet. I think there's certain uh, cabinet positions that you think were poorly filled, and you had an idea for him to um, better uh, staff uh, his his cabinet. Yes, uh, I think just – one other random thing here. Someone I tried to get over to say hello today was Brian Gomes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was he was gone before I was able to get over where he's standing. Brian, if you're out there, hi. If no, if if he's not he out there listening. right now. He's yeah. probably listening. I want, I want to say hi to Brian. Great counselor. Always at every one of these events. He is always at every event. He's at no, yeah. no, and I, and I think wanted to important. go over to say hi to him, and I was unable to do it. So through this microphone right now, Hi, Brian. It's great to see you. You look terrific. I'll, I'll talk to you soon, hopefully. Now, let's talk about... Uh, Biden cabinet. Let's talk about the Biden cabinet. Thank you for keeping me on track, Chris. I appreciate that. Um, the Biden cabinet, I think, uh, halfway through, many, many times, presidents will say, halfway through, I want to reevaluate my cabinet Absolutely. and see how it's going. It's a perfect opportunity, regardless of whether you win the House don't win the House, win the Senate, don't win the Senate, win them both. When Bush got, uh, when Bush got um, uh, shellacked in the 2006 midterms, one of his first moves was firing Don- Donald Rumsfeld, actually. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So change comes yeah. when, right. w- at a midterm. I would take the stars of the Democratic Party who happened to lose in states that if they had run somewhere else, they clearly would have won. And Yellow Barnes? Yes, give them an Mandela opportunity. Yeah. Give them an opportunity to show America what they can do as as leaders, mm-hmm. as people who have responsibility, executive responsibilities, cabinet members or agency heads, whatever it might be. But fill those spots with people now who are the next generation of our leaders. And let's, you know, let's pick the people around the country who stood, uh, by the way, I want to say uh, people who can find common ground like that gentleman who called earlier was, right. was indicating who I who I lost his support when I supported Don't vote for Liz Warren. Warren. Yeah, that's I'm going to be thinking about that all night long. You should be. Oh, I am. I am. So <laughs> you lost the, my support with that too. <laughs> my, well, <laughs> all right. So let, let me. I tell you what. Let me lie on the floor, and, and right. you guys charge me. But I need to talk <laughs> right. about this. Right. Now. Okay. Right. This is, is going right. to be a psychiatric uh, counseling session here. Um, Please don't let me lose your support because I support someone. Let me make my own bad impression, okay? Please. Right. Mm. right. Don't don't judge me by the bad impression they make on you. Right. Don't do that. Right. Right. Uh, I'll do it myself. Keep an open mind, but give him yeah. the time to hang I'll, himself. Right. Exactly. <laughs> by my own hand, please. Right. Okay. Right. So what I want to say though is that uh, 
that's a good way to refresh the cabinet. That's a good way to give a showcase to people, a platform to people who certainly are leaders in their states. So Val Demings. Let it go. Oh. Oh, Val Demings, I thought, was a superb candidate. Absolutely. Yeah. Cabinet um, member. Former chief of police. Right. Um, African-American woman, for those who don't know, who ran in Florida. She, got smoked um, by, Rub- by she, Rubio. But She was chief of police in Orlando, yeah. yeah. And, and she was actually, as a congresswoman, a uh, a shortlist a shortlister for Biden's VP pick right. would have right. been a, would have been a good VP would have been a better pick than Kamala Harris. Uh, you know, I, I don't have any doubt about that. Yes. Yeah, whatsoever. I don't have any doubt. And also, Harris would still be out in the U.S. Senate. And in the U.S. Senate, people would say, "Well, she's a formidable U.S. senator." I mean, this this is one of these things yeah. where you put someone on a stage and yeah, it d- didn't work for her. Right. right. That's true. Um, but. Having having said that, Demings, yes, Val Demings, Perfect. I think okay. Florida Congress, Florida now, Congressman. No, th- th- things are so bad for Kamala Harris. Her staff keeps leaking stuff like she might be one of Biden's Supreme Court picks. <laughs> anyway, anyway, you were talking about yeah. So, so we just said we have to have a night on the Supreme Court, right? Yes, you yes. have to save that, Marcus. Save that, right? right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. right yeah. Come on, you're giving up too much in one show here. Come on, <laughs> right, right. We um, who else do you think? To- um, well, I, cabinet. I, so I, I, I don't know if Gig's listening right now, but I happen to like um, Tim Ryan. Okay. I think Tim Ryan brings a, a certain perspective that's important, even if it's just his perspective to have said, "I think I'm running against Nancy Pelosi four right. years ago." Right? Yes, Joe, Joe Manchin likes Tim Ryan. I think because they're both like they're both from like the Appalachia. Uh, I think he, that he's from that part of Ohio that like. Coal mining, like Kentucky, West Virginia area, uh, borderline of of Ohio. He seemed to like him. Seemed to think he appealed to that demographic. This is not a compliment. Are we bring up Loretta. Yeah, no, Loretta, it's not. It's no, decidedly not. Are we talking about Loretta Lynn now? <laughs> if we are, then let's let's really get into it. I, I love her. I think she's terrific, and I felt very badly. But I also thought that the Country Music Awards made a made a uh, presentation to her the other night. You know, in tribute to her. Right. That was that was really fantastic. Um, I missed it. But why the, you um, why you would bring up the coal miner's daughter in this show? I'm not sure, but <laughs> Mark, that's, this is not that's like the way we work around. Like Mayor, Mayor this, is, this is a form of password, I think. Ma- right, Mayor Lang, you got your chance to say hi. Hey, Councilor Gomes. How'd you know it was Councilor Gomes? I got your number. Wow. 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 We knew you were listening, Councilor. Run, run, Brian. I got your number. (laughs) I know. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, how you doing, Councilor? Brian, I'm glad you called. Well, I heard, I got in the car, started up the car, and it was like seconds later, I put the radio on, and my name's being, either I'm in trouble or... No, it's serendipity. I I wanted, I, I told everyone... I had seen you from a distance, went to find you, you were gone. And I said, if anyone out there sees him, please let him know. I wanted to say hi, so I'm glad you called. Well, it's always a pleasure to see you, Mayor. And um, I want you to know, gentlemen, and I think you both know it sitting there, you're sitting with one of the best mayors that I ever had the opportunity, and I call it an opportunity to work with because I worked with a man who um, just... uh, Understanding, open-minded, never knew it all. Would listen <laughs> to your part. Um, I, I, why I hear some giggling in the background? No, that's here. funny, Brian. I like that. Keep going. Because it, it, it really isn't funny because it, it's the, it's the darn truth. And uh, I walked many paths with Mayor Lang, and um, 
some of them outstanding to stand out in my mind and my political career for a very long time. The Same here, Brian. Absolutely. Street, Same trained, here. Trained arms. And when we first begun to walk, um, I don't know, someone said to the mayor, um, you walk in front. And he said, we, I never, no one walks in front. We walk together. And I'll never forget that. And many other things. Some that was for Bunny Dupina. That was the Bunny Dupina thing. That you had to deal with as a mayor and uh, myself as being the council or council president at the time. Um, just uh, very rewarding. You're sitting there with a great man and uh, one that I respect, whether we agree or we disagree. We always walk away with a handshake. And um, matter of fact, the only mayor that I ever tapped heads with every time we meet, that means something to me. And I know it means something to you. We Absolutely. walked to high school. We walked to high school with Congressman Lewis. Do you remember that day? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, sure. I remember it. Absolutely. And I remember you reaching out to those kids and hugging them and Congressman Lewis and the excitement or whatever. And then going over to vocational high school and sitting with some of our most troubling students where Congressman Lewis spoke to them and tried to uplift them and whatever. Some magical moments with you, sir. Thank you for the opportunity. You're a good man. Thank you, gentlemen, for the opportunity. You Thanks, Council. Brian, stay well. Say hi to the family, please. Thanks, all thanks right? for the call, Brian. Thanks, Appreciate Brian. it. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. That was nice. That was no, really nice. Really yeah. nice. Yeah, that was. Uh, he's a, Brian is uh, as solid as they come. Yeah. He. Uh, you know what I like about Brian? You know he's at all the events. Yeah. He really, really appreciates being a city councilor. Yes. He really does. He, he mean, appreciates and respects it. Yes. You know, yes. Good man. He's always dressed up for the council meetings. Hmm. He's. You know. I mean, it, really, there's something old school about him. I have, you know, I, I want to say that that I have good relations with uh, with all the counselors, and I do because uh, they're. I mean, I know them as people, you know, right. and they're they're uh, important to me from the standpoint of what they do in the city. People say, "Well, the city councilor, they are the uh, the the point people, either at large or in their districts, mm-hmm. for the people." those neighborhoods okay you could the, the only way you judge a city is by your worst neighborhoods not your best the only way you judge a city is by solving problems right not by identifying the problem anyone can identify a problem counselors work to identify it and solve it and they're responsible to their constituents if you're not responsible to your constituents you begin to uh get on the run because someone is going to be behind you saying hey i'll start dealing with the constituents right. you know well, that's the thing new bedford generally has a pretty competitive environment for that yeah. city council seat. Oh, no, absolutely. You know, right. I, I, I should I saw Jane Gonzalez today. Uh, Jane's mom died. I yes. feel very badly about no, that so still. I. Terrible. Uh, also, I, I want to do, uh, and this is, uh, yeah, I feel like a 1950s uh, DJ here, but I want to do a shout out to Kerry Winterson, who's a really good guy, still works hard. Yeah. And I, I uh, whenever I see him, I'm, I'm happy to see him. But I always had a, a He was really a kickboxer, good, you know. I watch him fight a number of times. Well, that's why my shins are killing me. Right. But he, he, uh, good man. And yeah, good man. I, a good family. But I want to say that, uh, yeah, and Giga always had a great relationship with the counselors. You know, it was, it was fun. How he was your mailman, too, I think. His brother was your mailman, I think. Yes, his yeah. brother, yeah, good guy. 508-996-0500. Good evening. Hey, if, you know, if the government wasn't uh, constitutionally restricted, they would have unlimited power. Yes. Well, <laughs> kind of comes in pretty handy around here to keep the government from going overboard. 
Yes. Yes. That was a statement or a question? That was a statement. We agree. Uh, we agree. Well, I, I guess I guess I, I was I was wondering if you agreed that uh, if if we don't restrict the government, the government has a natural tendency to to grow and consume. You know, and so the whole function of the Constitution is to restrict the government. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it's kind of important that we uh, appreciate a, a judicial ruling that says, yeah, yeah, you. We have to protect this and protect that. Right. And so so what we're going to do one night is do a full night on the judiciary and the branch, the judicial branch of government. And maybe what we'll do... Judiciaries are de facto legislatures now. Uh, it's, that, it's, that is a problem. Wrong, yeah, that, wrong, they Marcus, just are. wrong, Marcus. Marcus's analysis of... Uh, is kind of reflective of a, of a UMass law school degree. Well, no, 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 that's not fair. Wait a minute, let me just say something. Just wait one second. Excuse me. Hey, hold first him back. All, hold him on. back. First wait of all, back. you couldn't get into UMass law. All right, well, so, hey, you know, wait, hold First of all, hey. you couldn't get into UMass law. Second, right, second of all, call yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. Reflective of a UMass law degree. First of all, I went to law school. I was dean's listed uh, uh, in college. I got a uh, academic scholarship. I graduated. I started a solo practice. I transitioned to work at a major nonprofit that's worth six million dollars and i'm here every night okay i'm here every night for three hours i have a talk show where i talk to the governor the lieutenant governor uh, uh members of congress former mayors and national dem strategists so for you to say reflective of a umass law degree reflective of a umass law degree yeah you're, you're damn right because a well, umass law degree means you've, you're doing a pretty damn good job also the also the law school has has uh reached a height now where i believe Top one, two, or three in in uh, its achievement with the bar. So, the bar, so yeah, let me just say yeah. one thing though, yeah. really important. The, the Marcus just said something that's been said since the fifties, actually since since the thirties, that the judiciary has become a branch of the government that legislates. Legislates. He wasn't saying it from the standpoint of as of this court. He's been saying it that that has been a complaint. Reagan uh, was saying it. Oh, Reagan was saying it, but also when they when they uh, say that it's because it's true. Roosevelt said right. it. Roosevelt right, said Roosevelt, said Roosevelt said it. absolutely. That's so, what's going to pack the court. And, and the right. question is, you know, you look at all these different. That's why I say you need a full three hours to even talk about this. And we try and we'll try and lie, me. It's not my show. God forbid that that well, I. You are one of our major sponsors, this. though. But so it kind of is. But. Well, so all right. So here's what we're going to do. <laughs> right, next. Now, right. But here's the thing: it's an important issue. It's a very important issue. There are three branches of government that are recognized, and then there's a fourth, which is the media. We we need to have that discussion one day. Now, I don't need to be in on it. These guys are experts. But the fact is, what Marcus said has been something that has been said uh, in the modern era of the court that the court is now a legislative body. Yeah. And, and also, I want to tell you that. We have great lawyers coming out of UMass Law School. Great lawyers. He's one of them, but we have great lawyers. And and, and Half to, the DA's and to, office are UMass Law uh, right. lawyers. To say anything to state to, reps, to disparage our local uh, institutes of high institu institutes of higher le, le, uh, education is uh, is just not uh, Chris Markey, not Chris Markey, Tim Walsh, uh, Hugh Dunn, uh, Chris uh, Chris Hendricks. You know, Marcus Farrow. <laughs> but I'm saying you've heard of all those people, right? You've heard of all those right. people. And they all went to UMass Law. And they're high achievers yeah, yeah. in the law. Yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, we're mentioning people that you've heard come, of. Come, sir. Because they're, doing, because they're doing notable things. Come to the law school. 
look at the law school, meet the people at the law school, meet the dean. You'll be very, very impressed. Look at the pass rate of the bar system. exam, which is the which is the which is the standard. T- top two or three now right. in the, the state. The, the only the only uh, the only I, I remember there was a front page. We, UMass Law brought a, uh, bought a front page of the Boston Globe that showed a tuition dollars versus bar passage rate, and UMass uh, out of every school in the state. UMass Law only had a lower bar passage rate at that time than I think Harvard and BC. So, I mean, again, you know, uh, I, and I think my, I think my career, my accomplishments, uh, and the fact that I'm here speaks for 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 how valuable that degree is. No but doubt, anyway. no doubt. And uh, uh, law not, not just me, you... but everybody. I'm not, no, no, I'm not right. saying that, but I, I I consider myself a successful person. Law degree gives you an awful lot of options, and it's. Uh... It's something. I, again, yeah. I would invite that gentleman to come to the uh, law school, meet the dean, see what happens there. It's you'd, very impressive. You'd have to get in first. I got to take a break. Listen to us live anywhere in the world on the WBSM app. One's on the left, left, the other on the right. Right. But they're both ready to call it right down the middle. More of Marcus and Chris on South Coast Tonight, here on WBSM. You, um, you want to read the funnies? or? Yes, Scott. <laughs> Scott Lang's, the reason we bring him here, we ask him all kinds of highfalutin questions. Well, that's just because we want to hear him read the comics. So, I, I'm going to uh, give you two comics that I pulled out, one fairly recently, another one a while ago. Um, the key on these comics is they have to be authentic. And if, if you can't explain a comic over the air, then you can't really read it. And I do my best to try and explain them because otherwise – a comic is just in the eye of the beholder, nothing more. Correct. So what we need to do is try and accurately explain these. And I have two people here who will serve as authenticators to indicate whether or not I've explained it. And neither neither gentleman has seen the comic at this point. Correct. Neither one. Is that true? That is true. That is All true. Right. As an Marcus. authenticator, I would never break my vow. No, yeah, no. All right. So here's what I'm going to tell you. This came out of Bizarro. Actually, they're both out of Bizarro, which is unusual because That's I... That's bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> you're starting to break your oath, okay? So let's let's try and keep this uh, serious now. Yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. Please, okay? So this was uh, in the last uh, couple of weeks. Caught my eye. Um, it is a karaoke uh, table. Okay. And it shows a device that the DJ who has got a uh, goatee is holding a microphone getting it ready to pass on to the person who's going to sing the next song he has a uh, uh, baseball type hat on but it looks like it's woolen of uh, sideburns but not heavy sideburns he's wearing glasses there's a couple not of Chester A. Arthur style sideburns? It is not, no, it okay. is not Chester A. Arthur type sideburns. Okay. There is a piece of pie on the table. You can only see the K-A-R-A and then the start of the Q. There is a, uh, it is clear that it is some type of computer that is opened up. It has a king's crown as the brand on the computer. It's a white tablecloth on the table. He has a machine that has... Uh, uh, sound sliders so that it makes it louder. And then to his right is a K 
uh, speaker that is that is a traditional looking bad uh, act type speaker. It's like one that will just blow the people away. Uh, there's also a dead fish on the floor, which always attracts my attention. Yes, and there is in front of the karaoke uh, table, directly looking at the the DJ, a duck. And in fact, it's not a duck; it's a male duck. It, it is a male duck. Okay, green head, uh, maroon type body. Nice looking tail feathers. Nice, nice. Uh, a mallard. A mallard. Yes. Yeah. It, well, we we might call it a mallard, but I don't think we're going to call it a mallard just yet. Okay. <laughs> and it has uh, uh, a yellow beak, and it's looking directly at the eyes of the DJ, and the DJ is looking back, and the DJ says to the mallard slash duck slash question mark you've already done every drake song okay <laughs> <laughs> he's worn out the that's karaoke. pretty good that's yeah. pretty good yeah. Yeah. so so the question i have is that's good would you authenticate this and would you identify <laughs> what type of bird that is so there's no doubt it's a mallard you, you you've come through scott it's a duck um you did a good, yeah, good job of describing. It's, but it's a drake. It's a drake. It's a drake. But it's a drake. <laughs> I don't know my duck. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a male. That's a, a duck. Yeah, yeah. A male but it's duck a drake. Is a drake. Mm. It's a drake. I didn't know that. Yeah. See, I should hang around with Scott Lima more often. <laughs> Marcus? It, it's a drake. It's it, a drake. Is it authentic? It is authenticated. It's uh, authenticated. It is authenticated. It's a good one. That was a real good one. That was good. Mm. I've got one more for you. Primarily because I learned a new word, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... that's. I didn't know a male duck was a drake. Yeah, it's drake. Mm-hmm. I've gone duck hunting. I didn't know that. That's why it was... Because he said... It's a drake song. I should play some drake. Now, what I'd like to do is, is present another one to the audience. You've killed a drake without knowing... I Even thought, its name. So Drake is from Canada. I thought maybe it was a Canadian goose. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't know. I mean, because I didn't. I was trying to put it all together, but I, I was missing a major part of my education, which was that a male duck is a Drake. Mm. In in school, we've all uh, had to read certain books as we've gone through school and yes. junior high, high school. One of the books that I always uh, by Dickens that I always found to be uh, drudgery. But for all you kids out there, an important book to read, and it actually picks up towards the middle and the end. But a book that is very, very difficult to uh, glam on to. Trying to use useful type of expressions. Simple words, right? Yes. Um, Hard to come in and say, I'm going to pick it up. But the book is a book that is uh, well known. And this cartoon deals with the book. And it shows... Uh, a man who is uh, wainscoted, uh, wainscoting in back of the, on the wall behind him with another piece of pie on the uh, table. Actually, it's on the floor to his left, a piece of pie on the floor to his left. Uh, he's got a book open on a lectern, and he has a piece of dynamite, which is just for the fun of it, I think, on the lectern as well, that it looks, appears to be lit. He's got a pipe in his right-hand suit pocket, which is a 
uh, a tuxedo type jacket, which is what um, state rep before Steve Canessa used to wear uh, around town when he would go to an event. So it's it's an old tuxedo jacket with the. You're talking Holland. Yes, Mark. Yeah. Right, Mark right. Holland. Yeah. So an international is. fugitive. All right. So if you ever if you ever remember what he would come to in a uh, uh, in a, to a campaign event, it's one of these jackets that has uh, looks like it's kind of felt, dark felt, uh, with sleeves and a collar that happens to be uh, like a tuxedo type finish. He's wearing a bow tie. It looks like he has a tuxedo suit on. He has a full goatee. Black hair, full goatee, and he is losing his hair on his forehead. So he has a receding forehead. And he's looking at this book, and he's reading it to an audience. And this book is very important. What it says is the following. Uh, He is reading now to the audience. After encountering... No, I'll do it again. (laughs) After encountering a few unremarkable characters, Pip returned home from his stroll, and tidied up a bit. And the name of the book is Dickens' Low Expectations. (laughs) Now, you you have to understand this. The the book that we are talking about is High Expectations, and and it is about Pip, and it is about Pip being basically benefactored by Miss Haversham, and it is a book that, as I said, uh, it's tough to read, but once you read it, you'll always remember it. In this book, Dickens is is uh, lecturing to his listeners, and he's reading the following. After encountering a few unremarkable characters, which is a difference between the remarkable characters that uh, Pip encountered in Great Expectations, Great Expectations, Pip returned home from his stroll and tidied up a bit. And the name of this book is... Dickens' low expectations versus Dickens' high (laughs) expectations. Right. Or great expectations. Right. I think maybe I should do this one again. I think you should. I'll do it one more time. Dickens (laughs) is poised. Dickens is poised. To explain to the crowd, he is going to read his new, his new book called Dickens' Low Expectations yes. instead of Dickens' Great Expectations. Right. And what he says to the crowd, and this is why there's a piece of dynamite on the desk in front of me right now, I think, okay, because I bombed <laughs> this one. What he says is, after encountering a few unremarkable characters, Pip returned home from his stroll and tidied up a bit. Mm-hmm. The dullest most low expectations that Dickens can have <laughs> oh, right. for a character yes. versus great expectations. Pip came back from Miss Haversham's house wondering about uh, <laughs> what the prison ships out in the out in the uh, in the swamp were you know were doing. Um, this one, I think, I need more work on, Marcus. I think I, I think need so. to bring this one back again. But can I tie it up? But I want it? you to authenticate it. You know what strikes me is uh, we were talking about Chester Arthur. This guy kind of looks like Charles Guiteau. He does. Right? Yes, yeah. He does. Isn't yes, it interesting? He does. It's, he does. it's funny how that comes together. This this cartoon struck me as very funny. Yeah. I still think it did, but I think I needed a different presenter to do it. Yeah. I think I think I needed to have someone do this one for me because I think I didn't describe it as well as I should have. And I also, 
messed up the title of the book. From I think so. High expectations yeah. to great expectations. I think I think some preparation, maybe fine tuning it. Uh, I, I need to do that. Yeah, and then you come back and and uh, I think if you deliver that, I would do it a few more times. You know, you, and you come back, people will have forgotten about this particular comic and, and it'll be fresh so we need we need a gong if i if i don't come across the way i should on this we need a gong i'll have a basket of of tomatoes that's it now <laughs> the other thing is to them. make this go i think i need to read if it's all right with you and chris and the audience sure uh, a chapter of <laughs> of great expectations on the air I, I think that's what I need. I would to love do. to. Unfortunately, we have to take a break, and that'll end the uh, that'll end the hour and end the show. Mary Lang, appreciate you coming on and spending your Friday night with us. Thanks for having me. I pre- it's always fun, and uh, I think that uh, this show is so important. Keeps the community in touch with what's going on in the community. Callers, please call in all the time. Your views are always uh, welcome. I listen regularly. It's very important. We don't have a newspaper anymore. This and the light replace uh, the New Bedford Standard Time. So please, please listen and participate. Thanks. Thank you. If you want to hear everything.